Hey friends, what's up? Eric Garcia here. Thanks for listening to the Stuff About Money podcast. This is a two-part series here. This is part one where Xavier and I sit down with Jessica Burke of Now Wedding Magazines, and we talk about the cost of a wedding, the financial decisions that you're going to have to make for a wedding. And in part two, we talk about seven financial issues that you should discuss before getting married. So if you know of anyone who's getting married, if you're getting married yourself, or if you have children who will get married one day, you want to listen to this and share it with them. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you will get part two delivered directly to your listening device. Listen in, y'all. Xavier, I'd be rich if I had a dollar every time I heard someone say, man, I wish I knew 20 years ago what I know today about money. They need to be teaching about this stuff in school. like the power of investing early. Compound interest. That alone would impact lives. Understanding and planning for taxes. Understanding the difference between both good debt and bad debt. Eric, what about all the stuff about money that business owners need to know? What kind of insurance should you be buying? The importance of contributing towards your retirement. They don't teach any of this stuff in school. Y'all sit back, get ready, because we are talking stuff about money they didn't teach you in school that you need to know. Welcome back to Stuff About Money They Did Not Teach You In School with your certified financial planners. I'm Xavier Angel, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Eric Garcia. What's good, Eric? What's good, man? Life's good, man. Life's good. Life's always, there's, always some, there's always something to hold on to that's good. Absolutely. It's a beautiful day outside today. We've had some unbelievable weather. If we could keep this weather like this all year round, this is perfect. Give me me the low to mid 70s. I'll take it. (laughs) It's absolutely perfect. If we keep the weather like this, and if we can keep, um, so we're recording on October 28th. If we can keep if we can keep October's stock market performance like this, dude, life would be good. But Absolutely. By the time this drops, I'm sure the market will have dropped as well. So what we got what we got on tap today, Xavier? Today we're going to be discussing planning um, for for weddings financially. Ooh. So and today we're joined. We've got a special guest with us today, my friend uh, Jessica Burke. Um, Hello. How you doing, Jessica? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> so t- tell us a little bit about who you are. So I am the publisher of Now Weddings Magazine. Um, I've uh, owned the company since 2008, but it's been around since 1992. Um, I'm also a photographer and I own a social media management company. So I'm mostly in the wedding industry, but I do kind of venture out into other areas. So now, Now stands for New Orleans Weddings, right? Am I correct? Yes, it, it originally started as New Orleans Weddings, and we tr- are trying to be more inclusive of other areas, expand through the Gulf Coast. Like Metairie? And- like Metairie, you want to include Metairie and <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all of the <laughs> Southeast Louisiana, but really across Louisiana awesome. and into basically over to Florida and all of those areas. So when you guys yeah. originally started, um, if I remember yes. correctly, you were just a magazine. Mm-hmm. Now you guys have a social media presence as well, correct? 
Yes. Yes. We started as a magazine. I started as the um, graphic designer for the magazine in 2003, eventually bought the company from that owner, um, and we've expanded the magazine. It's changed. Obviously, COVID changed a lot of things for us. Um, we uh, were originally a, a primarily print publication distributed in Southeast Louisiana. Now we're a virtual publication with print-on-demand options that can ship anywhere in the world. And uh, we have readers all over the world um, on our platform issue. Xavier, like, I don't even think like, I don't think our our younger clients probably don't even know what magazines are, man. Right? No. (laughs) It's very old school. Yeah. What is that? It's fun though. It's like writing a check. Like, what is that? Yes. A magazine? What is that? I need that. Cool. So, so you know a thing or two about the wedding space, right? Yes, I've been around the wedding industry in this area since 1996. So okay. um, over 25 years. Dang, yes. dang. Um, and, no. and you are married, right? We were talking offline. Yes. You're married, so you know a little bit about like the actual trenches of, of not just the not just yes. putting together a wedding, <laughs> but the actual like execution of the day and years after. <laughs> the day. Yes. Yes. We're actually coming up on our 10th anniversary oh, nice. uh, this December. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. 10. Thank you. Thank you. 10. I am going yes. on 22. It'll be 22 next year. Ooh, wow. That's awesome. Man. 16 Man. So, for me next year. So, so this, this is cool. So we are, we are going to be, this is a, a part one of uh, two um, series. So we're going to talk about um, something that y'all have on tap for us to talk about on this first episode. In the second episode, we're going to talk about the list is seven right now, seven issues, seven financial issues that you need to talk about when getting married. That'll be part two. So you're going to mm-hmm. want to stick around for, for both episodes, all our listeners. So make sure you follow us wherever you get your, um, wherever you get your, your, your podcast from. And um, you can also find us at stuffaboutmoney.com. So let's jump into our topic for today. Xavier, lead us off, my friend. So Jessica, one of the things that we do when we start our podcast is we always ask our guest, what is one thing about money you wish you would have known 20 years ago? There, there are so many, but for Just today, um, I know. Well, look, we have two episodes Just with you, one. so you can do one now and the second one next. Yeah. Okay, fair so enough. All two. right. Well, I, I would say the biggest thing as a business owner is understanding accounting on more than a very basic level. Um, I... I am one that I will constantly hear. You'll constantly hear me say I can do the paperwork. I just don't like doing it. So early on, I hired people to handle my books for me, which is a great decision if you're not inclined or don't have the skills. But um, I just trusted that they were doing everything correctly. And it's cost me a lot of money over the years, errors, things mm-hmm. that weren't billed out properly, um, actually double paid some taxes I didn't know about. That was unfortunate. (laughs) And so it's one of those things that um, I actually participated in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program in 2019. And um, they had an entire module just on the accounting basics. And it opened my eyes, helped me understand my business on a whole different level, helped me find things that were not correct so that I could correct them. So I wasn't losing money. (laughs) And uh, that would be something that I would highly recommend to anyone thinking about opening a business. You can't just turn it over and never look at it. You need to have your hands in it. You need to look at it and make sure it's correct. Man, number my first pillar, first pillar of financial security is know where your money is. And what you just said is so critical. Mm -hmm. Like cash is the lifeblood 
of any business. And if you don't know what's coming in and, and what's going out or where it's going, yeah. especially in a business where you, you have tax yeah. deductions and you have, you, I, I love what you just said about knowing, understanding accounting. I think a previous guest, you're the second person who talked about that. A previous guest mm -hmm. entrepreneur said the same thing. Learn, mm -hmm. learn accounting, learn it, and then you can delegate it once you know it, once you're, once you're looking yeah. at it. So so, and just check in on it every now and then. That's so important. Make sure that the people you're paying are doing it correctly. Very cool. So, yeah. Now, so our topic today, as I mentioned earlier, is what goes into planning financially for a wedding. So let's let's jump into it. Let's talk about um, wedding budgets. You know, how do you come okay. up with a with a wedding budget? Okay, so there's a number of ways you need to start. Obviously, you need to have a conversation around this. Um, start with your fiance, sit down, think about how much you can put aside, how much you have saved, discuss who's going to be contributing. Will you have parents, family members, um, you know, great aunt that just is, wants to help you pay for this and find out how much. And um, one of the big things, a lot of times I see it happen though, is that you'll have some say, oh, I'll give you, I'll pay for whatever, but they don't have an actual realistic idea of what that item might cost, or they might change their mind down the line. So it's really good to have a, a solid understanding, know the people you're dealing with that are contributing and how reliable they are. And um, just try to be realistic. Every market is different. So your money in one market might go further or less far in another market. And it, it just, you really need to know what you're comfortable doing. Um, I never recommend going into debt <laughs> to right. pay for a wedding. Amen. It's not a good idea. Yes. Amen. Yes. Jessica, I'm curious. So, so back, mm -hmm. back in the days, um, back in the days when I was a kid, no, back mm -hmm. in the days when I got married, <laughs> uh, yes. traditionally, right? The wife's parents paid for the wedding, um, the, the husband's or the groom's parents paid for the rehearsal yeah. dinner. Do you still yeah. see those as traditional norms or is that all out the window? It, there are some circumstances where you do see that happening, but more and more the couple themselves are paying for the wedding and maybe have a smaller contribution from the parents and family. Um, a lot of times uh, you'll have second marriages as well where the parents say, hey, we paid for the first one. We're not going to pay for the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're on mm -hmm. your own. Um, but I would say the vast majority of weddings today, you're going to see more of the couple paying for it themselves. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. So let's, uh, Mr. Client, mm -hmm. let's plan for two weddings, your your kid's first yes. wedding and then their second wedding. Yeah. That, that, yes. that wouldn't go yeah. too well, okay. right? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Not really. Uh, I mean, it just... Yes, you don't want to walk into a marriage in that mindset. Let's just face it. <laughs> so one of so, the things that you mentioned is, you know, get with your spouse and, and come up with yes. a budget. And so yes. I, I saw that on the website, you guys actually have a wedding calculator. Um, yes. So what, what are some of the things and, in, in, you know, we're looking at guests. So what are some of the things that are involved in that calculator for us to be able to sit down with our spouse and put together a budget? Okay. So the, the very biggest thing that is going to impact your budget in any case is going to be your guest count. And a lot of people don't realize that the guest count is such a big deal. And it will affect literally everything from how much food you need to order to your bar tab to how many chairs you need to rent for the reception. I mean, literally how many favors, every little detail aside from maybe the wedding dress <laughs> is, and maybe the photographer mm -hmm. will uh, end up being affected. And, um, 
you know, you need to have a realistic conversation of who you're going to invite and how many people, if you come from a big family, one of you comes from a big family, both of you comes from a big family. Um, you have a lot of friends that are going to be expected to attend and, um, or you're in business and you feel obligated to invite colleagues, clients, et cetera. Um, and also anytime you have, if you're having parents or someone else, uh, contribute, they will have a say in how that money's spent. So they're going to want to be able to say, well, I want to invite my friends. So having that guest count solid before you get started and know before you jump into this is going to make a big difference. And it will determine like even what kind of venue you can pick. You might need a smaller venue, a larger venue. You don't want to book something until you know about how many people you're going to invite. I'm, I'm interested in, you said, um, you know, the obligated to invite certain people. Like yes, you, you yes. probably need to have like a uh, like a therapist on your wedding team yes. to help you yes. deal with that. Like, oh gosh, do we really have to invite that person? Someone to like talk you yes. through that, right? Because mm-hmm. if I invite them, yes. and y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If I invite them, yeah. oh gosh, then I got to invite them. And if they come, then they yes. have to come. And I really don't like them. So like, yes. uh, I'm just not, you know, my uh, goodness gracious, yeah. the emotions I got to imagine. And it, are, it just, uh, it keeps growing. So Eric actually mentioned uh, an interesting thing, and and you and I have talked about this offline, and and Eric talked about Mm -hmm. that that therapist, that wedding coordinator. (laughs) Um, You know, is is that something that when when planning a wedding or or is that someone that we need to go out there and and get involved in it? A coordinator? Yes. Yes. It, It really does depend on the event you're planning and how you're planning. Let's say you are getting married in a city that you're not currently living in, you don't have, you can't travel back regularly to go meet with people. Um, Having a coordinator can really help you manage that event, make it smoother, make it less stressful. Um, If you're planning a huge event, I I am all in favor of hiring a coordinator. Um, I think it's a great investment for your wedding, Um, especially if you have never planned a wedding or are not familiar with the event space. They can help you not make mistakes and spend money that you don't need to spend or help you make better decisions. Um, they gen- yes. you, you said, hold on, you, you said something. Let me, let me, I'm sorry for cutting you off. You said it's an investment in your wedding. I would take a yes. step back and say it's probably an investment in your relationship. Okay. Yes. Like yes. You, you're around people getting married all the time. How much stress yes. is involved? It's crazy to me. Like there's this it's- dream day, this beautiful day, and like yes. it is loaded with stress. So like hiring yes, a coordinator is probably like a really smart thing for your it relationship. It is. Yeah, it's I actually had a month of coordinator for my wedding and it was a great investment because I got to just sit back and enjoy my day when things went sideways because the weather was weird and um, she just handled it and I didn't have to worry about it. I actually got to enjoy the experience instead of having to run around and answer people's questions and troubleshoot things. Um, I mean, I was pretty familiar with the space as it was. So I knew what I wanted. I knew who I needed to talk to. So I didn't necessarily need the full planning experience, but a lot of people do need that. And um, you can find yourself getting stuck in uh, you, oh, I have to do this. And that's not, that's not the case. You don't right. have to do anything other than legally sign on the dotted line, you know, it's expectations, um, and, expectations are yeah. big. So like I have these expectations yeah. in a wedding coordinator. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like us as financial planners. Like, do you need one? No. Is it smart to have one? Yeah. We know yes. what you don't know. Yes. We've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can yeah. bring, we can shortcut the yeah. process yeah. really quickly. 
Yeah. Um, and they could be kind of that go between in, in some cases, like if there's something going on, they can advise you, okay, I have this social situation. Um, how do I handle it? How, how can I best handle this without uh, hurting someone's feelings or doing your best to not hurt someone's feelings? Yeah. So, and, uh, it's like the expectations on the guest count. A lot of people will just try to invite themselves to your wedding. I had it happen a number of times <laughs> and my response was, Oh gosh, you know, I guess I can invite grandma. You know, <laughs> she, you know, uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm sitting here, you were talking about like guest list is like the big thing that drives across the, the wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm planning a, mm-hmm. um, an event in, in, um, March, March here in New Orleans. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, event, a wedding's an event. So you got to get a place, you got to get food, you got to get alcohol. It's like, yes. we're looking yes. at a hundred to 150 per person when it's all said and done. Yes. So like, yes. On average around here. Mm-hmm, that's so what you'd be you invite at. this person who then you have to invite this person who has to invite that person. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're $2,000 in inviting people, buying drinks for people that you just don't like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or don't even know in some cases, right. all the plus ones and all of that going on. Mm-hmm. And it, it does add up very quickly at those price points. It's not just, hey, I'm just going to show up. <laughs> get a, if, I, if I were to get married again today, my wife would probably disagree with me. Um, if I were to get married to my wife again today, she, yeah. I'd say, let's just, let's just get like a, a couple boxes or a couple boxes of Popeyes or Chubbies. Yeah. Just get mm-hmm. some fried chicken, make a big pot of beans. Let's make some black beans. Let's roast a pig. You know, let's just keep yep. it simple. Can't call it a day. Yeah. Are you so seeing? Are you seeing is. more of these destination weddings where it's like, look, I don't want a big, I don't want a big thing. Let's just fly me and our close family to Jamaica and get married. It's it's. It's honestly, it may seem like it's more expensive with flights, but in the long run, it's a lot easier. And I think that's been something that's been a thing for a while. Actually, New Orleans here is a huge destination wedding market. It has been for many, many years. And a lot of people want to come here because it's beautiful and the food's amazing and the music is fantastic. Um, But I mean... I've done everything from very small elopements here to huge, you know, 700 guest weddings. 700 guests. Yes, yes. It can get huge. (laughs) So we had like... They can get big. We had like three... You talked about earlier about like guest lists, like, you know, big families. So we're both big families, both in New Orleans. We got married in New Orleans. Yeah. And we had like 300 and something people. And we're like, who's that? Oh, that's yeah. that's so and so is related to so and so. I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they made and this the really interesting thing is is I've actually had to advise people on how to sneak out of a wedding reception unnoticed because they were invited. They were it was a client invited them to the wedding. They felt obligated to attend. Would have been happy to send a gift. No, just. Honestly, they had other things they wanted to do that day, and so I told them, okay, here's where you're going to sit. This is you're going to make sure they see you, and then after the first dance, you're going to walk right out the door. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's also the, the true irony. Honestly, I think COVID showed people um, it, it allowed people to trim their guest list without having to hurt people's feelings. Oh, the venue will only let so many people, and it was it was baffling <laughs> to me. We would see brides cancel their wedding, reschedule it for months down the road because so-and-so said they couldn't attend. And I was like, I just wanted to take them and say, hey, sweetheart, they don't want to come. Don't lose your deposits. Don't want, don't 
change your whole wedding because Great Aunt Sally. So who's the wedding about at that point? Is the wedding yes. about Great Aunt Sally, or is it yes. about about yeah. celebrating you know your unity yes. with with you know your 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 spouse? Like like yes, like, yeah. It's that it's it was really sad to me. I, a lot of people lost a lot of money because family members were using COVID as the excuse they couldn't attend when it was more than likely they probably just didn't want to go. We're, again we're in October 2022 now. So are mm-hmm. you seeing these these weddings get back to normal now as far oh, as yes. <laughs> how big they are, how many people we're inviting? Oh, yes. Yes. They're going back to normal. In fact, I mean, the parties are getting bigger and crazier um, in the last, well, in the last month, um, I've actually, since I photographed weddings, I have done three so far this month and had one huge blowout um, wedding where everyone that they knew was invited. And they also had a roughly 30 guest including the wedding party wedding in New Orleans. And it was, they were, they were sweet though. They came in town. They, it was just a very close event and they treated it as a destination event. So they had the wedding of their dreams okay. within their budget. So what's, you know, let's talk about what a, a typical wedding will cost um, on average. Okay. Okay. Now there is a company called theweddingreport.com and they do all this wedding research in this market space in the U.S. And their average for 2022 is around $27,000. And they... They're saying that, you know, that's pretty much keeping in line with last year. Um, and I feel like it's been in that general vicinity for a few years. It tends to creep upwards average-wise um, every year. 27000 uh, Mm. Yes, but it's a lot of money, but it also, depending on where you're located, it will either get you a huge blowout wedding or you may just get a very modest event. You know, you know, in the um, back, you know, I'm doing right now. uh, I'm like, I'm calculating (laughs) that. So let's say you get married at 30 and you drop Mm $27,000 by the time you're 60, that $27,000 could have grown to like, you know, 100 and something thousand dollars with compounding interest but eric it's one day it's one day like blow yeah Yeah. maybe i don't know (laughs) i i've i've known of brides that were offered to take the money that would have been spent on the wedding to put a down payment on a house and some of them took it and some of them said no i want the party yeah i've i've been to a couple weddings in in the last um several years and Mm -hmm. that i I look at that twenty seven thousand number and i'm like if only they they spent that amount. If only they um, spent. Yes. I I yes. look at yeah. you know three four times as much as is that twenty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. You know you look at yes. you look at the flowers on the tables and and the walls and and you know the, the gifts that they gave and the venue. Yes. I mean the they, venue. You know, yes. Yeah, you, you walk into one right. venue, you're like yeah, they dropped a hundred k on this wedding. Easy. Right. Yeah. I've I photographed weddings that spent double that just on flowers. Yeah. And that's not even the biggest weddings I've ever seen. There have been some half million dollar weddings that have happened in this neighborhood. A- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I've, I've been to a couple yeah. that are probably in excess of. Can you, so you teach people how to leave? You teach people how to leave weddings. Can you teach people how to sneak into weddings? <laughs> I want to sneak uh, into sneaking one of those in weddings. is a little bit harder. <laughs> sneaking in is a little, a little bit harder. harder. We used to, we could always tell that we would have conversations. We're like, that person wasn't at the ceremony, and they really aren't dressed for the event, so, and they're look, kind of just hanging. If you're, in the photo- if you're photographing a, like a half a million dollar wedding, I am yeah. more than happy to come whole yeah. bags for you. Okay, I'll put it. I'll rent a tuxedo. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, the food is amazing. That's, I'm telling you, we have right <laughs> some amazing weddings. So we're talking about the wedding, the average wedding. Yeah, and, and I don't, we don't have these numbers in front of us. But I'm curious to know, do you know what what the average ring is? Oh gosh, that I don't know, but it, they the whole you know what is ever two three month salary or whatever it was is not really in play anymore. I don't think that's something that people are necessarily thinking about. Um, I honest, I do not have that information off the top of my head, but you're looking at several thousands easily. Several, oh, several thousand. I thought you'd be like like it's not bad. I've seen like tens of like that like that twenty seven thousand <laughs> average wedding. <laughs> I've seen yeah. for the ring. Yeah. I bought, you yeah, know how I bought my rings. wife's ring, Xavier? I ever tell you this story? No. So we got married and we're 21. So we were engaged, like I think 20-ish or so. Yeah. And I wasn't, I mean, I, I was, might've been working, but I didn't, I really didn't have like a, like a real job that was paying any money, yeah. but I had a piggy bank that had been saving money for years. That's awesome. I literally cracked open my piggy bank, took it, took it to the bank, deposited I had like. 600 and something dollars in my piggy bank. Nice. And I went to, I went to Ramsey's. There you Ramsey's go. You're going to get a great in And I picked out a ring and I put the down payment with and it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a fancy ring. It was, yeah. a, be, it was a beautiful ring. Um yeah. but I put a down payment on with 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 my piggy bank money. That's awesome. Yeah. Piggy bank. You no, bring that's... that up to the girls now, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. My wife loves you. Say, you well, no, I'm talking yeah. about uh, Marissa and Grace. You, you tell them I had a piggy bank. Well, you're you're in trouble with your daughter. I'm you better start saving my daughter. You you're <laughs> going to be that girl's going to want uh, that girl's going to want a half a million dollar wedding. So you better start saving now. Yeah, yeah. Just start do that separate bank account. And just put it right in. I'm, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to it, but I, you know, I, I yeah. potentially, I, I told both my girls, and and if uh, either one of them are listening, they're going to get upset with me. But I, but I told him, I said, you know, we could always have a sweet 16 uh, party and mm-hmm. a wedding together. If Caitlin gets, <laughs> if Caitlin winds up getting married, then we could have both of them together. We just Looks, have to wait. We've got to plan it for five years out. So if we that's can plan five years, get married out, in five years, that's like, that's like plan to like recruit to that. <laughs> that's what you're recruiting right. may not to. be the best decision in the, down the road, oh, I, but I know. you know. Look, they, they, they both <laughs> would be upset with me. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to work, honestly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Great great way to save money, though. So Yeah, yeah, it is. Just, you know, double wedding, something like that, you know. Right. It has to all fall into place. <laughs> so, Jessica, is there is there any events or anything that are coming up um, that you'd like to share? Because um, one, of, one of the things that Now Magazine has done in the past is you guys mm-hmm. used to, and, and I think the pandemic has put this on, uh, yeah. on the back burner, but... Um, now at magazine was hosting bridal shows. Yes. Yes. yes we did. Um, and we actually had one earlier this year and then one last year. Um, we actually had our last show before the pandemic on the day the pandemic was declared, ironically, oh, um, best show we've ever had. It was amazing. Um, but it, the, the, the market's been a little interesting. So we're pausing for 23 and we're going to see what happens. Um, but uh, we're not doing any shows ourselves, but I am actually speaking at an event uh, called The Ripple Effect. That'll be here in the New Orleans area in January. Um, details are forthcoming. It's still in the planning stages, but um, it's an event for people who want to do more and be more in 2023. And, oh, very uh, cool. Now, is that part of, yeah. part of now? Or is that kind of associated or something separate that you do kind of? 
No, this is actually uh, my business coach is producing this okay. event and has asked me to speak at it. And um, so I'll be talking about social media management and managing your social presence at that particular event. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun event. She's got a lot of great speakers right. lined up. So. Let's talk about this. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you just said that. Your business coach. Yes. Your business coach. This has been a theme lately that yes. I've been having with some people. Yes. Um, it's kind of yes. like hiring a wedding coordinator. Hiring a financial yeah. planner. Mm-hmm. Why do you yes. hire? What what value do you get from a business coach? Uh, I find that it's she's someone that will be honest with me, give me honest feedback. She's not while she is a friend. She's also not afraid to give me an honest piece of feedback and tell me the truth about something and help me see things from a new perspective. Um, because you get so stuck. You can't see the forest for the trees, that statement. You get so wrapped up in the day-to-day running Mm -hmm. and everything that's happening around you, you can't see the big picture and what you need to do to move forward sometimes. And I find that having a coach is sometimes a great sounding board and, you know, also just for great advice and looking at things, trying things in a new way, you know, pushing me. She's actually pushing me to get my podcast that I've been wanting to do for four years, finally recording next month. So I'm excited about that. Do you have a name? Do you have a name for your podcast? The podcast is The Busy Mom Life. Oh, and yeah. um, as a serial business owner and mom of four, I, you know, it's a lot of balancing act. And I wanted to have a space to talk about how that all works, bring on experts that can help other moms who are in business. And, um, you know, see it's possible, see ways to work around those problems that you might run into trying to be a business owner and manage a family, which is, I think, very, um, it's a very common thing that we're running into. <laughs> you know, it's a, an issue a lot of moms run into. Right. And, and hats um, off to you. Um, you know, you. three businesses. Um, yes. You know, and and four boys. I mean, it's. Yes. Holy so, smokes, four yes. boys. That means yes. that if yes. we go based <laughs> off of traditional values, you are paying for zero yes. weddings. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have some epic rehearsal Dang. dinners, let me tell you. Yes. Yes, you planned that well. Well done. Yeah, I know. Well I don't done. know how I looked out like that. So what, um, what, I know we're, we're going uh, to have a part two here to record with you in a few minutes, yes. but what closing yes. comment or advice do you have for people planning for weddings? Okay. So my biggest thing with anyone is you don't have to do something for a wedding just because it's a tradition or because it's what your friends did or your family did. The really the most important thing, like we said earlier, is about the couple getting married, pledging their love and starting their lives together. And really the event itself, it can be very simple, but very meaningful. And if there's something that doesn't resonate with you, um, a tradition or something you know, like if you don't even like wedding cake, you don't have to have one. You don't have to spend that money on something you don't really want just because it's expected. And um, like this is great. Well, go off and elope if that's what you want. You know, have that event. Have your have your wedding, not someone else's. Wedding cake is good though. So, it is. I do like wedding good. cake, <laughs> but wedding pie is perfectly acceptable. Okay. Okay. Xavier, any yeah. any uh, closing yeah. thoughts, man? Before we wrap this uh, part one up. I'm excited about part two of this, guys. Um, so definitely stick around and, and tune in for, for part two. Stick around. Yes, Follow I us too. so it drops in your <laughs> podcast listening app when it drops. Jessica, yes. appreciate it. Appreciate Thank you being here. Thank you so much here. for having me. Thank you. Information presented and discussed on the Stuff About Money podcast is for educational purposes only. 
and does not constitute direct financial advice. Consult with a qualified financial advisor prior to implementing any strategies discussed. Eric Garcia and Xavier Angel's branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor not affiliated with the Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated.